Welcome to my Secret Place Devotion with Oyeks Alfred. The Word of God is alive and equipped to change your life. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you for joining me today at my Secret Place Devotion. We're going to pray from Luke 2.52. And Jesus increased in wisdom, stature, and in favor with God and man. Father, we thank you, Lord, for setting this example for us. And Lord, I pray for your people. Cause them to increase in wisdom today, that they increase in stature, that they increase in favor with you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the salvation experience and the discipleship experience are similar, but the demands are not the same. What God expects from a person who simply gives his heart to Jesus or rather accepts Jesus into his heart, he expects a higher level from the person that has decided to make a journey of discipleship. The same way you start at a point and say, you know what, I've decided to become a child of God. That's the same way you need to come to a point when you say, I have decided to be a disciple of Jesus. And exactly the same way you have to let go of certain things when you decide to be a child of God is the same way that you need to let go of certain things when you become a disciple. However, what you are letting go in terms of discipleship is much more higher than what you are letting go in terms of just being a child of God, which is why God is more confident to share deep secrets of the kingdom with disciples because they've made a deep journey with the Lord. So there's letting go in both of them, but you see, for the disciple, it's a whole lot more, it's deeper. What God expects from the disciple is death to self, is self-cancellation, is self-denial, as if you don't exist. As a matter of fact, the way that Paul describes it is this. In 1 Corinthians 4, 9, I'm going to read to verse 14 from the New International Version. It says, For it seems to me that God has put us apostles on display at the end of the procession, like those condemned to die in the arena. We have been made a spectacle to the whole universe, to angels as well as to human beings. We are fools for Christ, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honored and we are dishonored to this very hour we go hungry and thirsty we are in rags we are brutally treated we are homeless we work hard with our hands when we are cursed we bless when we are persecuted we endure when we are slandered we answer kindly we have become the scum of the earth the garbage of the world right up to this moment for I am writing this not to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. Did you see what Paul was writing concerning those who have grown to the height of being a disciple? He said to the apostles, remember they were disciples of Christ and then out of all those disciples, God chose 12 of them to become his disciples. So when Paul was saying God has put us apostles on display, he was talking about disciples. So in the time of Jesus, he chose 12 to carry the apostolic grace. But of course, as time went on, more and more people carry the apostolic grace like Paul and Co who didn't necessarily work with Jesus directly but you know as the early church began to grow other people became apostles so he's talking about apostles these are disciples he used words like they are the scum of the earth they are the end of the procession they are being mistreated and all of that just imagine the apostles what they were called at those days and look at what an apostle or a disciple of Jesus is called today as a matter of fact the reverse is the case what's going on is that the more a person grows in the Lord the more he's put at the beginning of the procession 
the more he's honored, the more he's given a big position. But look at what Paul is saying. He said, we are put at the bottom of the food chain. And he said, I'm talking to you children. So remember when, if you're reading this verse, he said, we are hungry. We are in rags. We are brutally treated. He was talking about the apostles and of course the disciples and all. He said that we are fools, but you are wise. We are weak, but you are strong. Who is he saying is strong and who is he saying is weak? He's saying the mature believer, the disciple is weak, but the baby is strong. That's why I read for you the last verse. He said, I am writing not to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. So my dear children, that he's talking about believers, people who are Christians, but they were still baby Christian. They're still at that level where Jesus is in their heart, but they've not become disciples. So when he says you are strong and we are weak, Paul is saying the believer, the multitude, the new Christian, that person who has not become a disciple might be strong but we that are disciples are weak when he says that you are honored and we are dishonored what the we he's talking about there is we that are disciples he said we are dishonored he said but you that you're still a baby christian you that you're still in salvation experience you are honored so you see the demand from a baby christian is different from the demand of a disciple and the same way too the rewards are completely different what god will do with a disciple he can never do with somebody who is still at that outer court level that's why when miriam and Aaron gossiped about Moses in Numbers chapter 12. When God came to rebuke them, he said, remember they are all prophets. Miriam was a prophetess. Aaron was a prophet. Moses was a prophet. So they were all at the same level. But when God came to rebuke them in Numbers 12, he said, listen, I know you are all prophets. He said, but there's something different about Moses. He's not like other prophets. He has put his life on the line for my kingdom and for what I told him to do. So they are prophets and they are prophets. He said, these ones that are the scum of the earth that have gone to this level, they are different friend you are all prophets he said but the ones who have taken that step into depths in god they are mistreated they are insulted they are abused they are all of that he said those ones carry a higher weight before me so he said listen i talked to other prophets in visions and dreams but when it concerns moses i speak face to face like a friend why was god treating moses like a friend because he was a disciple because they will insult him they were abusing the many times that the israelites wanted to stone him because of God sent him on an assignment, go and deliver the children of Israel. He went to deliver them and their problem became worse. The story is in Exodus. You can read from Exodus 1 up until 6. You see the whole story there. And so they were insulting Moses. Moses never insulted them back. He didn't say, do you know who I am? I am an apostle. I see God face to face. I am the one that God sent on assignment. I am the prophet on assignment. He didn't say that. He humbly went back to God. But if it is today, you dare not try that to a prophet. He's going to rain curses on you. He's going to do a lot of things to you because he feels he's the one that should be on the top of the food chain. But you see what Paul was teaching us in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 9 to 14. He said, a disciple is the one that will take the back seat. A disciple is the one that will be the scum of the earth. Why will all these things happen? So that self-cancellation can be achieved. So that self-denial can be achieved. Am I saying go around and insult prophets and pastors and all of that? No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that the higher you grow in Christ, the less of you that is there you reduce so that christ can increase as 
Christ increases. The more of Christ you know, the less of you becomes. That's what John the Baptist was addressing. He said that he might increase, that I might decrease. The more of Jesus that comes into your life, the less of you is found till you are non-existent. That is the journey of a disciple. Have you ever wondered why with all the Christians there are in this world, the world is not changing. Many people are getting born again. Many people are coming to the churches. You have churches of 1 million people. You have crusades. You hear 10,000 people God saved. You hear 15 million people God saved. Why is it not reflected in the world? Why is it that Jesus said you are the salt of the earth? But with all these Christians, the world is not changing because you know when you put salt inside food, it will change the taste. And you don't need a lot of salt. You just need very little salt. It will change the taste. Do you know why we are not changing? Though there are so many Christians and though Jesus said you are the salt of the earth, the answer is simple. When Jesus made that comment, he made that comment in Matthew chapter 5 verse 13. He was not talking to the whole world. He wasn't talking to all the Christians. He was talking to disciples. I know because that first verse in Matthew chapter 5 verse 1 says, and seeing the multitude, he went up on a mountain and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them. Then there many his disciples and he began to say, blessed are the poor in spirit this message is what we call the Beatitudes. Remember the Beatitudes start from verse 3 where he said blessed are the poor in spirit and it continues up until and where we usually will end is verse 11 where he says you know blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you and call you all kinds of evil names he said rejoice and then in the next verse verse 13 say you are the salt of the earth. So normally we'll stop that Beatitude in verse 11 and verse 12 but now he continues the same conversation to disciples he said you are the salt of the earth. So the real change that the world needs is not more Christians, it's more disciples. The reason the world is not changing is because we have too many children of God, very few disciples. The moment you begin to increase the discipleship quotient, you will see what will happen in this world. You will see that this world will really change because you're going to see men who are not looking for their glory. You're going to see men who are not proud. You're going to see men who are not going to stand on the pulpit or in their homes or offices and feel important. You're going to see men who are going to return glory to Jesus. You're going to see men who are going to look exactly like Jesus. You're going to see men who are going to pay whatever price it takes to advance the kingdom of God and the culture of the kingdom, even if it will cost them their lives. Until we begin to increase in discipleship, this world will not notice that Christians walked on the face of the earth. And that will be a great tragedy. Thank you so much for listening. I pray that beyond listening, you begin to really think about walking the path of discipleship and you will see what God will do in your life both in time and in eternity. God bless you. For other life-changing messages, you can now download the app Rev Oyik Speaks from Play Store for Android phone users or Apple Store for iOS users. You can also follow us on Instagram, YouTube and Telegram all on the handle Oyik's Alfred.